Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. I'm itching my nose on yeah, that. Yeah, it's disgusting. That's really nice. Jordan, that is vile. Other people use that microphone. Oh my oh God, my that's God. so nice. Oh. And you've got an itch. Yes. De- oh, that is pretty disgusting, isn't it? That's vile. Can you get a Dettol wipe, please? Yeah, can we get a Dettol wipe, please? Oh. Jordan! Oh, that's really getting it. Right, start recording. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Are you, are you quite done? So I'm so sorry I was just sending an important email. No, you're not. You're ordering Mary Poppins tickets. Well, that, no, that's next. What you do- How long have you got? So I'm getting day seats to Mary Poppins. Okay, right. so every day where they have a performance at 10.30 in the morning, they release a handful of day seats for £30. Oh. Okay, it's, it's a more cost-effective way for me to go. And in 12 minutes and 43 seconds, yeah. you will be able to buy them. So I will have to break off from this episode just to do that, because my neighbour Leanne and I are going tonight. Don't let those stop, yeah. No, no, I won't. <laughs> Start the episode. Let's get on with it. If we could, maybe we can make this episode 12 minutes and 25 seconds. Hello and welcome to Help My Search My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, answering complete first century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like, is it okay to join a work call from a cafe? Ooh, what do you think of that etiquette expert? Um, with a headphone, with headphones, and if the cafe isn't that busy and the call does not go on for longer than half an hour. And how early is too early to have dinner? See, I've talked about this before mm. Before the You show. have dinner at lunch. Well, before... I have my tea before the Radio 1 show. I used to have my tea about 5, 6 o'clock. Before the Radio 1 show? Because I'm on air now. Right. Oh, but I, I see. Have, oh, before you got drive. Yeah, I used to have my tea slash yeah. dinner at 5. I'm just come, people have it like half oh, 7, 8. I'm starving mm. by then. I can't even look straight. And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexed your boss? You haven't looked straight for years. I'll but be we're not your usual agony hands, are we, William Hanson? The UK's leading etiquette expert. <laughs> no, we're not, Jordan North. I'm more LA Hollywood. You're more Paul Hollywood. Oh. That's, that's from producer Ben. It's not, not the best. It's not the best. <laughs> not but the worst. We didn't think of one, so no. we'll, we'll give it to him. Yeah. Um, should, we do a, should we have a drink? Let's have a Jean Diva. A G and D. Let's have a G and D, not a G and D, Oh, oh, oh. Okay, right, pour Christ. it in. You want to use my lube. <laughs> Thank you. Let's toast to someone we haven't toasted, but someone who makes us sound good, or makes me sound phenomenal and you sound good. 
to Jump Cut Jack slash Jack the Snipper. Who edits the podcast. Jack. We've got more people on our books working in this podcast now. I mean, not really. We have we one. We haven't got an impression. Oh, no, we have two. We haven't got an impression for Jump Cut Jack. No. We need to get one, aren't we? Probably just some irate person telling you to put your pen down. Yeah. I'll leave that one with okay, me. Okay, we'll leave it with you. Please, no more impressions, Jordan. I outlaw it. Sorry, Kat. No, no, no. No more <laughs> impressions. Then, tell that boy, no more impressions. The lady's not for impersonating. The lady is not for impersonating. Sorry, Kat. As always, if you need our help with something, then we would love it if you got in touch. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexandmyboss.com or you can tweet us or send a message on Instagram. That's it. <laughs> is this really bad? But I really don't want you to get those tickets. <laughs> How rude. I know, I'm sorry. I'm if a... I don't get these tickets, I'm such well, a... I'll just buy full price ones. But if I... I'm, oh. I'm such a shit, mate. I'd actually find it so funny if you didn't get these tickets. <laughs> I would find it hilarious sat there with your little laptop out and somebody else got them for 30 quid oh no they release about 30 of them I'd love like, that statistically I'm going to be okay but well, you can send us a message on Instagram at Six Boss, or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply and his own letter to paper the address is on the website sexedmyboss.com um, I've recently taken my goddaughter to the zoo have you? Yes, we had a lovely uh, day at London Zoo. And what's your goddaughter called again? Artemis. 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 Uh, and she's doing very well. She's uh, three and five months mm. now. And uh, we, uh, I have to say, it was exhausting. Um, yeah, it hats is. off to all full time parents. I agree. Uh, because I got home at about 3 30 in the afternoon, having been with her since 10 o'clock in the morning, and I had to have a nap. Oh. Because I was shattered. It is tight. I need to see my goddaughter more. Do you know what? Give me a pen. I'm going to write this down. I need to see. Put it on your to-do list. Eleanor Moore, my goddaughter. I've not seen her in ages. I've oh, it's her birthday that. this week. As well. Oh, sure, guys. Yeah, birthday on Thursday. Um, she she is hysterical. She's got such a personality. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Sorry, just I think I've just sat in a pen. Something went right up my bum then. <laughs> oh. Do you want to switch? <laughs> oh, what was that? I got a big sharp pain. Don't, don't. I'm putting um, in my to-do list. I am listening. No, no, I'll I'll wait. We've got seven minutes and 47 seconds. Eleanor birthday present. Put Elton birthday present. (laughs) (laughs) Corrected it. Eleanor birthday present. Okay. Slash card. Right, go on. So I took her to the zoo with her parents, George and Ellie. And uh, Ellie said to me, she went, you you like animals, don't you? I said, yeah, yeah, fine. Like, zoo's fine. Don't care what they are because they're behind, you know, glass or whatever. I said, as long as you don't see any mice or rats. Mm-hmm. Three rats and a mouse. Oh. In fact, four rats. Well, three ma- three rats in the wild, in the monkey enclosure. I had to keep a very calm demeanour for my goddaughter. Were they meant to be in there? They just run around. Oh. Yeah. Uh, a mouse in a cage, but well, like in, in a, it was in the sloth uh, bit, but it was just running around on the floor. And what opposite sort of it... What is this? It sounds like a... Yeah. Opposite it... Uh, in the sort of nighttime enclosure behind a big bit of perspex. Who puts this in? Who wants to see this as an exhibit? A large jumping rat. A jumping and rat? When I say large, it was like a sheep. It was absolutely massive. Was it? I didn't see it jump. So then, I, for then on in, in that enclosure, I went around reading the signs 
before I looked in the cage. Okay. Or the, the, you know, the bit, wherever they are. Mm. Just to check what it was. Jump in, rat. It was horrific. Anyway, Artemis, God bless her, shortly after the, rat, the, the three rats running around the monkey enclosure, we decided we should probably go into it and watch a puppet show just to calm down. Yeah. So there was this sort of deep sea underwater puppet show they do, which was very fun with sort of like UV light and all the puppets. Punch and, and Judy? Of, no, it was just puppet. No, just like fish and divers. Okay. Anyway, in we go. And obviously, you know, there are lots of other kids there. And there's a bit of, you know, audience interaction. Shall we go and find my watch, boys and girls, the diver says. And all the kids are there going, yes. And God bless Artemis. She goes, I don't think so, thank you. <laughs> Very loudly at the top she of her voice. She was destined to be your goddaughter. Yes. Is that what she said? Yeah, she did. Anyway, her parents and I found it hysterical <laughs> slash embarrassing at the same time. She said, I don't think so. I don't think so, thank you. <laughs> And uh, and then there was another one where, you know, shall we go and do this? No, thank you. <laughs> Just continuing. And any time you give her a choice, he says no. But apparently the, the, the best story happened when I wasn't there, um, not at the zoo, but they, they were visiting some friends in Essex, mm. which is important for this story. And uh, they have a... Artemis has a friend called Rafi, but it's pronounced, for whatever reason, by her friends as Rafi. Rafi. And they were at a petting zoo with other people from Essex. And Artemis, at the top of her voice, t- go, runs to this bird that's running and shouts to Rafi, 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 come quick and look at the peasant! <laughs> Which, in Essex, <laughs> Ellie was absolutely mortified. Was it meant to be a pheasant? It was a pheasant, yes. And she said peasant? Yes, pointing in the general direction of the bird and... Come people, quick and look at the peasant. Rafi, people from Essex. <laughs> So God bless her. But she's doing very well. Oh, that's good. Which is excellent. It was nice to spend time with her. My sister-in-law sent me a picture of my nephew, Seb, who had Mm. one of those toy guns that fire out little bullets. And he was aiming it. He said, Seb's on the naughty step. I was like, why? He went, just after I took this picture, he shot his brother in the balls. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Austin. (laughs) Poor Austin was... uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I've talked about on this podcast before that I hit my brother over the head with a croquet mallet. I think I've talked about that. No, you haven't. It was by accident. Sto- That's the most you story. You hit your brother with a croquet, croquet mallet. A cocaine mallet. We croquet. With a cocaine. No, with a croquet. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. What? I'm tell, face. tell us the story. We were playing in the garden and there was a cro- I, my croquet mallet was propped up against the barn door. Of course you had croquet mallet. And the paddling pool was out but didn't have any water in it. So the paddling pool blew and knocked into the croquet mallet, uh, which then fell on James's head. And then he had to have stitches in his head. So you didn't do it on purpose? Apparently not. Oh, that's now. Me and my brother used to knock ten bells a shot. Oh, I didn't, I didn't literally other. pick up the croquet mallet and swack it. I'll tell you die. I'll tell you when we were wrestling once, because we were all obsessed with wrestling, and uh, our iron tombstone pal drive, Dominic. What? And honestly, God, I thought, I thought he was... I thought he that was, was a, just a bunch of words. I tombstoned him. It was the only What is the tombstone? Seriously, if you watch wrestling, there's a reason why they say, don't try this at home. So he grabbed my brother and went, tombstone, it's where you put the head, like you flip them upside down, so their legs are up, that looks, sounds weird, heads between legs, and then you, like, you pretend to do it, but you actually did it, and I honestly thought, I thought, I thought our doms were a goner, his body was limp and stuff, (laughs) right, and he just stood there, he went, he went blue, and I was like, we've killed Dominic, we've killed Dominic, (laughs) and then, 
my brother was just smacking him on the back and he went, <gasps> and you know when you've been winded, you've never seen anyone winded before. So like, that was serious. Also, we super glued ourselves together as well. <laughs> and, and I can't do this story any favours because my mum tells it so brilliant and fluently, but mm. she was upstairs getting ready and yes. Dominic was eating super glue. So Ryan went, no, Dominic no, no. was eating yeah, super glue? Yeah. The best way I can describe our Dominic as a kid is, did you ever watch Wild Thornberries? Vaguely. Yeah, and do you remember that kid that just used to run around the little brother? The what was he called him from Wild Thornberries anyway? That was our Dominic. Dominic was eating super glue, and then Ryan kind of got stuck in his mouth, and then I got stuck in his. Ryan head. got stuck in yeah, his mouth. Yeah, he was like trying to get it out of his mouth. It was, yeah, we. Well, <laughs> that is nothing. We were casualty every week. It's like the human centipede in your oh, house. Oh god! <laughs> but yeah, there's loads of times. Um, yeah, Ryan gave me a black eye once. The loads, yeah, he got crowned over two. Weeks, James, uh, I had a, as a, I was. Did public... you ever punch James? Did you ever have a fight with him? Uh, oh yeah, we used to fight. The uh, I had a wobbly tooth that wouldn't come out, and apparently I was going on about it and being a bit dramatic. Doesn't sound like Shock. me. I, I appreciate. So James got a, a saucepan and hit me on the face, and it did come out. Did it? Oh mm. wow. Yeah. Okay. How much did you get for your tooth when you were younger? Oh, what, like I don't know, fifty p. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, we got a pound. Oh. Yeah. You see, all the funding goes up to the north. <laughs> yeah, 50p. Brian's all right. Um, so the two I can't. I can't remember. I don't, maybe we got a Maserati. I really can't. <laughs> I can't remember. What's a Maserati? It's a car. It's a luxury car. Why do I think it's a famous musician? A Mozart. I'm thinking of or Mozart. Pavarotti. Pavarotti. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, 40 seconds, everybody, until I get my Mary Poppins tickets. Oh, That's why the laptop's is out, it? Jack. Okay. What if I just shut your screen now? Uh, I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> I'll get a saucepan and I'll... Right. Shall I'll, we wait? I will undo all of that Invisalign work <laughs> in one in one fell swoop. <laughs> Let's right. have some tension music. Okay. 18 got... seconds. Oh, God. I would piss myself laughing if they didn't come <laughs> Please don't come for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5... Four, three, two, one, zero. Oh, it's refreshing. Get tasted. Oh, for God's sake. No, no, I st- it's st- still touch and go. No wonder we never win awards. This is not the sort of bloody riveting <laughs> content that I had in mind when we started this podcast. Where are you going to sit? We're going to sit there and there. Is it just you and Leanne that's going? Yeah, you can only get two. Oh, I should just check the dress. Oh, how do I go back? The dress. Don't go back. back. Don't go back. You'll click. Just go for them. Oh, no, that's really good. They're much better. Are they? Yeah. Uh, The dress circle. Uh, Oh, release. There we go. I wish you bloody hell. We've got a podcast today. I'm so sorry. How are you going to pay for it now? Do you need to get your card out? No, I've got a login. Of course you have. What's your password? ZZ Forever 2012. (laughs) Have I told you? Oh my god, I forgot my password. Oh, come on, for God's sake. We'll just do something else. Talk about something with Ben. Oh my god, I forgot my password! <laughs> this is te- I'm actually tense. I think I've got six minutes, but hang on. Don't joke, Jack. Submit. I'm in. Oh, thank god. Just pay with card, hold on. Oh, what's my card? Oh, get your bloody wallet out. Jesus Christ, this is frustrating. 
I said to you when we were putting this date in, at 10.30, I will be buying tickets. You are currently joining us, Julian Davis, as um, William Hansen types in his credit card details. I'll just take a picture of that credit card. Burnley tickets pop up on there next couple of weeks, <laughs> you know why. If you'd like Burnley tickets, I would buy you Burnley tickets. Would you? No. 50% complete. Yes! <laughs> Dress circle. B21, B22. How many times have you been to watch it now? This will be 37. Jesus, when? By the time this episode goes out, probably number 40. Anyway. I'm having trouble with my neighbours. Are you? Yeah. So, you know, my bedroom backs onto, like, my neighbour's back garden. It's a very weird yes. thing. So my view in my bedroom is my neighbour's back garden. And at night, he keeps putting his kitchen light on, which then shines through to my bedroom, and it does me head in every night. I've got one of those masks that you put on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? <laughs> <laughs> when did you put it on? <laughs> Blindfold. Okay. I got it from when I was travelling on a plane. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they give them out. Yeah, they give mm. them out. So I, I have one of them every now and then. But what they do now, it infuriates me, smokes and it comes through my bedroom. Oh. So I don't know. But whether, you smoke. Yeah, I know. All right, tell everyone. But you, nobody, like, nobody wants smoke blown in the bedroom. I'd never smoke inside. I only smoke outside. Okay. Don't, Gene Davis, I know I'm cutting down and I will, I promise you, I will quit. I will. You're getting all your teeth done and yeah. they're just going to be nicotine stained. I know, I know. I'm getting, so I'll, I'm, I am going to quit. I am, but it's doing me adding. So do I speak to him personally? Do I put a letter through the door or do I speak to the landlord? Uh, I'd go and speak to him directly. Okay. And then if he doesn't, then you speak to the landlord. Doing my head in every night, like Blackpool Illuminations, Bosch light on, fag coming through thing, and then it's like waffling. Which one? So is, is it the cigarette that's mainly the, the problem? Yeah, it's doing my head in. Not the lights? Both. Can you not get blackout blinds? Mm-hmm. It's rented, isn't it? You can, yeah, but you can get them that just stick onto the window. Can you? Yeah, that you can remove. I'll send you a link. Oh, will you? We used to have them before we had our shutters put in. Also, uh, before we go to your questions and dilemmas, yes. um, I think we should now talk about the episode that will never be heard. Okay. Mm. What's the episode that should be So recently, heard? you might have heard, not that long ago, that Batwoman has been scrapped. Right. Just remember? Yes. Because the film was so bad that they scrapped <laughs> it. Yeah. We recorded an episode in an escape room in Leeds. Oh, we had our own Batwoman episode. Yeah. Moment. So basically, it was Ben's idea. I had a face like a slapped ass because I really don't like escape rooms and stuff. And we decided to record this episode as a bonus when we was on tour. Yes. It was that bad that Jump Cut Jack no. said, well, it, that it will never be edited. I think Ben and out. I were providing quality content. You Jordan, cheeky get. At one point, you just lay on the floor. Because I was bored. Yes, but come on. It was a Saturday afternoon. We could have been in the pub. We could have gone round park. We could have gone and done something. I mean, not that much. It was late. But I'm joking. I'm joking. But it, like, we went to an escape room. Like, I actually quite enjoyed it. I'd never I done one. I did towards the end. I did towards the end. But apparently we recorded this episode. So I think... It was it was fraught with disasters because not only did Jordan not want to do it, we had this recording device and two microphones with wires and then headphone wires. I tripped over the wire at one point, which brought the recording device off the table, falling onto the floor. The batteries fell out and the memory card. And indeed, 10 minutes was lost. So it was a complete disaster of an episode. Uh, is that mainly why it was? I think well, that and the fact that one of the presenters was lying on the floor. I think we start a pati- I'm talent, not presenter. I th- <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm jo- I hate that. Um, really? I, I do. I do. Yes. Uh, I do. Uh, 
Um, I think we start a petition to get this awful episode out on a bonus. No, it's so terrible. It's so terrible. It could be fun. It was awful. Final no. thing from this week. Yes. How did... How do I do this without sounding egotistical? But it, when, <laughs> when people come up to me and Never say stops you before. they listen to the podcast. Yes. Or friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. So many people come up to me and go, William is so funny. I love... <laughs> and I, I, und, I hold my hands up. You're the funny one. I get it. William is so funny. William is hilarious. He is just so funny. And I'm like, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> well, like, if well, it's any you, consolation... What, no, how do you respond? Because I just go, he is. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, that's fine. If it's any consolation, when people come up to me, they also tell me that I'm the funny one. Yeah. No. <laughs> you, no. I get it. When are... people come to me, they ask me questions about you. Am I fragile? No, they don't <laughs> no. ask me that. They... I'm, like, I'm just like, someone did it yesterday. So he's hilarious. I'm like, oh, yeah. They will come up to me and they, they say, Jordan's funny, Jordan's hilarious. So they, they're obviously not going to come up to me and go, I'm funny. Well, so they always ask me about you. So you. it's only fair. You're very sweet. Yeah. Well, so are you. Interestingly, nobody asked me about Ben. Load, the only type of people do is when I'm talking stuff and he talks and they're like, oh my God, he does sound like your impression. I was like, <laughs> of all my impressions, Ben's the closest one. Mm. Or Cat. Oh, Mikey. Good. Give me some words to say. I'll do your favourite impression. Say, we could, we could, um, we should do that for a bonus or something. We could, um, what's it called? Riff? No. Improvise? Improv. So it could what be if like, we're desperate? It could be like Sarah in an Aldi. <laughs> Darlings, why would I want to buy milk and a camping chair and a uh, chainsaw, darlings? Get me out of here. That kind of thing. I think I'd probably rather put out the uh, the, <laughs> the escape room episode than yeah, do that. Okay. Before we go to the listeners' problems, it's time for Jordan's jolly joke of the week. Here's the jingle. If you like a chap who's cheeky and northern, you're in for a treat. With our Jordan, and if a giggle is what you seek, you're sure to love Jordan's jolly joke of the week. Cha cha cha. Why isn't holy water used in vaccines? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you're, no. you're, you laugh more at the, <laughs> the start of the joke than the thingy. I'll tell you the punchline after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. 
So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, Gene Divas, thanks for sticking with us. Um, we're now going to go to your questions, but first, here's the punchline to Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week. Why isn't holy water used in vaccines? I don't know. Because you can't take the Lord's name in vain. Oh, that's clever. Oh, I like that. It's clever and not smashy. I grew up in a rough area. As a child, people would cover me in chocolate cream and put a cherry on my head. It was tough in the ghetto. <laughs> Is it ghetto or ghetto? I can never... A ghetto. Ghetto. That's good. I, you, these are good jokes. I'll be honest, you've upped your game. It's tough in the ghetto. I haven't heard some of these before. Do you have friends that just send pictures of you and bollock naked in the garden? That was Pilks just sent me that. Who's that? My friend, Pilks. That's Pilks? Yeah. Pilks sent you that? Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Does anyone know? Like, Sorry, Jordan just very quickly flashed a photo of his friend. Don't friends. show it. Don't, he, just sent, he sent it me, my dad, my brother's... Is that weird? It's hot shot, yes. It's my mate. Can we... I don't... We'll need to get permission for this. It's my mate. I'll put my finger over it. <laughs> right. It's my mate in the garden drinking from a bottle. I think it's a, it's a beer bottle and he just put scorcher today, mate, and he's bollock naked. I think they call lad banter. Anyway, he sent me them jokes, so... Well done to him. Let's go to our listeners' problems. Okay. Oh, God, this is an essay. This is from Emily. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, I hope you're well. I started listening to your podcast this year and have binged to my heart's content. I even recommended it to my mum, who loves listening too, although some of the things you say make her blush. It was tricky to decide who to address first in my email because I'm a northern lass, Yorkshire born and bred, and my husband is in the army, so I feel my loyalty should lie with Jordan. Thank you. But I find William absolutely hilarious. Well, oh, you, cheers. You, you too. You and many, many. <laughs> Bloody <others>. hell. <laughs> yep. Told you. Chop liver here. <laughs> you can't fucking make it up. Plus, as much as I want to stick with my fellow northerner, I just don't understand how Jordan can justify reusing dirty boxer shorts. You see? No, I don't reuse dirty boxer shorts. I just get in I bed. I think in a previous episode, years ago, you have said that you have sometimes worn the same That character. was when I was playing up to my character. <laughs> <laughs> I might have done on weekends away and stuff. Just put them inside out. <laughs> I'm writing to ask for your advice. I'm currently expecting my first baby. Everyone is very excited about the soon-to-be new arrival. I'm sporting a lovely little baby bump now. I've already noticed people staring at my belly. Cute. Some even starting to reach out to touch it. I'm pretty sure when we visit my husband's family down south in a couple of weeks that there will be some manhandling of my bump, so to speak, and this will only increase as my bump gets bigger. Pregnancy is an amazing thing, but it does obviously affect your mind and body, both mentally and physically. For example, hangry is a whole other level when pregnant. Oh. Because not only are you hangry and grumpy, but you also feel physically sick due to the nausea it brings on. Then there's the pie belly that develops before it looks like a proper baby bump, when you just look like you've had a massive carvery for every meal of the day. Oh, I'd be awful if I was pregnant. No, I don't. Can I just break something to yeah, you? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, I'm, you know what I'm like when I'm hungry. Yeah. Right, bitch. Plus, growing a human is tiring work. 
When you've got all of that going on, sometimes the last thing you need is someone touching your balloon belly. So my question is, what is the etiquette if people touch your baby bump without asking, or they ask and it's not something that, that you are very comfortable with? Thank you for keeping us giggling with your podcast and for taking the time to read my email. Kind regards, Emily. P.S. Would an I Want the D Baby Grow be completely inappropriate? Yes. We'll get on it. We'll get... Oh, no, no, we can't. Oh, yeah, God, that would be. I um, think not. Emily, you're totally right. And I did this not that long ago with a friend from work. Mm. I just went, and you can't help it. You just go out to touch the bump. I don't know if it's like human nature, but yeah, it's absolutely not okay to just touch a lady's bump, is it? No, no, yeah. certainly you not. You should without. ask. You should always ask, but I also think it's. I think it's weird. Yeah. Why is. would someone want to? And like, if you're the you're the father or maybe a relative, it's sort of it's all right. Mm. But other than that, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. It is. So yeah, if message for other people. Don't t- don't touch the stomach. Pregnancy is such a beautiful unless you're thing, offered. It's so cute. Well, it's lovely. Yes, yeah, it it's lovely. It's gorgeous. But I still wouldn't touch the. Yeah, I agree. It's not okay. And if and it, and actually, if someone asks, oh, can I touch it? You just say, oh, actually, I'd rather not. And then just say something else quickly, like you know, would you like a coffee? Or can I get you another biscuit? So don't don't just say say no. I'd rather you didn't, and just okay. stare at them. Uh, I would sort of say, oh, actually, do you mind not? And then carrying on and okay. ask another question. Good it's a bit like if I said, oh, can I touch your stomach now? It'd be weird. Yeah. I don't want to touch your stomach. Good. I've had a massive tea last night. So go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. No, I knew. The thing is, the moment I put my hand there, I knew what you were going to do. What? Sli- move it slightly lower down. Oh, I wouldn't do that in your dreams, hon. <laughs> That's what we've got in, in 4K. Your dreams. In your dreams. Sweetheart. I think I felt it kick. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Jennifer. Dear William Jordan and PB, thank you for all the laughs you provide. I love listening to your podcast. Thank William you. is hilarious. <laughs> what? <laughs> Does it actually say that? <laughs> Look at me getting bitchy and jealousy. <laughs> what is the etiquette for using a disabled lavatory? As a non-disabled person, I have two children and the disabled cubicles are usually bigger than a single cubicle. Uh, therefore, I usually use it with my children. There is often a queue for the ladies and the disabled lavatory is usually available. Is it improper to use the disabled lavatory if available and there is a queue? Please continue doing what you do. Best wishes, Jennifer. I think it's okay. My brother's disabled, my little brother. And the only time he gets annoyed, mm. the disabled toilet, you don't mind that people use it and stuff, because yeah. I've asked them it before, but the only time he gets annoyed is when they lock disabled toilets. When they lock them? Yeah, because they always lock them, and then you've got to go and ask for the key. No oh, one knows yeah. where the key is, and he finds it so humiliating and annoying. He's I've... got to wait there, and he finds... So that really gets... The same when they have, like, disabled lifts, and no one knows where the key is or anything like that, and it's like, it shouldn't be this hard, and I get frustrated for him, because he can't really climb up many stairs and stuff like that although he's getting better so i don't think he minds other people using it and if it's not busy then yeah mm. i think it's fine but when they never then i reckon half the place is never they're never unlocked they're all locked the code thing's fine you've got to ask for the code and stuff but i no, i don't know what the legislation is and obviously it may vary from country to country even region to region but i believe a disabled lavatory is there is it's a space for the provision of wheelchair users for example and anyone else that that sort of qualifies but it's not exclusively for the use of the disabled that's certainly how i have interpreted i obviously generally don't use the disabled loo unless all the others are busy and i try to obviously i try to make it quick i'm not not in there doing a dance so 
I would say it's it's for the provision. So there is there is room, there is space. There's the orange triangle. There's the the sort of the thing that comes. Don't down think from that's the, the big light. I always do that. Yeah, it's not the big light. No, like Peter Kay pulling <laughs> that. Yeah. So I would say it it is fine, but obviously if you see a wheelchair user, for example, and someone that needs to use it, you let them go in first. Yeah, definitely. Particularly during quiet periods, if there's literally no one around. But obviously if it's quiet, then hopefully the other loos will not be busy. This is from Diane. Dear William and Jordan, this may seem an unimportant issue, but I'm struggling with it. Don't be daft, I'm sure it is. Background, I have known Anne since infant school. I'm now in my early 60s. We were friends within a larger group, and this continued until we left secondary school. For most of our adult life, we purely exchanged Christmas cards. Fast forward to more recent years, and we'd very occasionally meet up for a few hours with a mutual friend. Approximately two years following the death of Anne's husband, the three of us went on holiday at Anne's request and to a place and time of her choosing. We all paid our way. Prior to the holiday, I found myself compromising over many aspects. However, I was mindful that she had just lost her husband, so I tried to be kind and was far more tolerant and compliant than I would normally have been. It was a nightmare for me. She was frequently bossy, opinionated, self-obsessed, unnecessarily dramatic and fussy. She was hard work and, quite frankly, it put me off her. I have politely refused every offer to meet since and do not instigate contact. I'd hoped this would deter her. However, seven or eight years on, the occasional invite, they mean invitation, to meet up is still messaged to me. Our mutual friend told me that Anne wonders if she has upset me. However, Anne has not addressed this with me directly. She is happily settled with a new man and has a family. She appears to be very happy, so is not lonely, nor is she without friends. For me, our friendship has simply run its course. She's not a bad person, and I know it would only be a few hours of my time. However, I'm at a stage in my life where I want to spend time with people I like or doing activities that bring me joy. Additionally, it would most likely lead to further invitations. So, William and Jordan, what can I say to discourage or end further contact and put this to rest? I obviously don't want to say what I really think because I don't want to hurt her. Thank you, Diane. We've talked about this before because, sadly, some friendships do run the course. You get a bit old and be like, we're not mates anymore. We're not the same people. Not the same people. They do. So we change. Yeah, hopefully... And it sounds like she hasn't got the hint that it's for its course. It's a tough one. Does she message that in a message? Well, the one thing I wanted to pick Diane up on was you have put, I have politely refused every offer to meet since and do not instigate contact. You then say that the mutual friend told me that Anne wonders if she has upset me. However, Anne has not addressed this with me directly. Well, how? If you're not meeting Anne, how on earth is Anne meant to be d- address oh, right. that with Leave you directly? Leave Diane alone. She's only saying, I just... No, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't then get cross with Anne, saying, well, she hasn't... Anne hasn't had the opportunity, so you need to remove that from I your think, problem. I think it might be a little text message saying, look, I'm just at a stage in my life now where I think our friendship's running. Really, that sounds bloody brutal, doesn't it? But if you wanted to stop I, some, I would say saying nothing is probably better than saying something. If you want to go down that in, in, in that sort of line, however, I'd say just meet up for a coffee. Yeah. Just just get it over and done with. Sometimes it's nice to be nice. Be, be the better she's person. At that stage in life. I think maybe carry on ignoring if it's still too much. You're going to have to send a message that's going to be very cutting. Or I would meet Anne, maybe, not where it's just you and her in, I know, a supermarket cafe or wherever. A friend, you know, a, fr- a friend's barbecue, you know, a larger gathering where there are other people to then go off and talk to. So that first contact mm. is amongst other people and you can easily sort of break away. And it's not, oh, I have arranged to see you specifically. You are just one guest and I am just one guest. Okay. And maybe you get your a mutual friend to organise such an event. This next one is from Becca. Okay. 
Hello, William, Jordan and PB. My problem is quite a common one. I live in the city centre of Manchester, and whereas the city itself is quite large, it's a very small place. I went through a very bad breakup last year. And Manchester I st- is quite a small city. It in, is, In yeah. the centre, yeah. Yeah. And I'm haunted by pangs of guilt, embarrassment and heartbreak on a daily basis. He told me he never wanted to see me again, and I know the reason why the relationship didn't work out was mostly due to me. Unfortunately, this particular ex lives right around the corner from me, and although I do my best to avoid him, i.e. adding on a good ten-minute detour every time I leave my apartment so as not to cross paths, I've recently been bumping into him a lot. This has been absolutely mortifying for me, and has caused me to run back to my apartment close to tears. Uh, We've never had an interaction, and I've always spotted him and ran off in the opposite direction. I'm almost certain he's seen me do this, which makes me feel even more like a prick and adds to the horrible mix of emotions that I'm already feeling about the situation. I guess my question is this. How do you deal with seeing an ex out in public? Thanks for your help. Becca. What would you say? That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, I think it's civil, isn't it? You've got to be civil. Yeah, you can't you have, be friends. And it's, to be honest, it's not... I mean, I'm very fortunate. It's not something I have ever... I don't have an ex, so I, I don't have an ex to see out in public. Whereas Jordan... Um, <laughs> can hardly move. Um, no, uh, we jest. I, I, th- I think running off and letting him see that isn't the right thing. I think if you do see him in future, you have just got to act your little tiny socks off walk past and say hello you don't need to stop and chat you just hello nod whatever you want to do and look like you're enjoying life you can then of course you will probably then get into your flat or your destination and cry your eyes out that's fair enough but the first time you do it will be terrible the second time you do it will be bad but by the third or fourth time it should get better you've just got to be the better person because ultimately what you're allowing your ex to do is have some sense of satisfaction and i would try to act it out be the better person come in be the better person <laughs> jesus be the better person and just suck it up we might as well just record this on piccadilly circus honestly it'd be quieter <laughs> yeah i think sorry that's really good advice i know it's easier said than done and all the emotions you're going through are perfectly not the guilt's the worst bit yes you, the you, guilt's you, the worst bit yeah but yeah but you, you just have to sort of suck it up. But there is no point. Don't add on 10 minutes to your journey just to no. avoid him. It's just going to happen. Or go and speak to, speak to somebody. Hmm. Go and speak to whether it's a friend, whether it's a therapist, a hypnotherapist, whatever, to give you some more confidence uh, to get through it. But otherwise, it's going to destroy you. And if, God forbid, anything happened to you, you're going to think, oh, my God, I've just spent the last year wasting time and wasting my life worrying about what my ex thinks. That's good advice. There we go. There we go. Uh, remember, you can send your nervous narratives to help at sexofmyboss.com, or you can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at sexofmyboss, or you can write to William here, who does offer good advice and promises a hand to apply in his own letter paper. The address is on the website, sexofmyboss.com. See you soon. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. 
it'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.